Welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast Series, Through the Bible in a Year, where we come together for daily reading and reflection as we journey through the Scriptures. Let's dive into today's episode with Pastor Chris Miller. Welcome back. PC Speaking Podcast Series, Through the Bible in a Year. Um, once again, day 16, hopefully you form a habit, starting to become a regular thing for you. A um, little less discipline, a little more habit. Uh, habit trumps discipline every single time. Or yeah, habit Habit doesn't take willpower. It doesn't take cognitive energy once you've formed a habit to just do your Bible reading each day. It gets easier and easier the more you do it. We're working our way through the entire Bible in a year. And our reading today is from Genesis chapters 33 through 35, and the one chapter from the New Testament, Matthew chapter 12. In Genesis uh, chapter 33, we'll start with a brief overview of what we're going to read today, give you a couple things to think about while we read, and then we'll come back at the end of the podcast and just do a quick uh, few brief devotional thoughts, meditations, maybe a question or two to settle us in God's word for the day. In Genesis chapter 33, Jacob and Esau finally reunite um, after years of separation and conflict. Jacob approaches Esau and, you know, on the terms they left on, he's expecting him to be hostile, but we'll see how that shakes out today. In Genesis chapter 34, a very distressing event involving Jacob's daughter, uh, Dinah, and some consequences that follow and how that gets handled. It's um, an interesting passage of scripture, how those things shake out. Look forward to reading that. Genesis 35, Jacob's family returns to Bethel where God reaffirms his covenant with Jacob and uh, again calls him Israel. Um, Matthew chapter 12 in the New Testament where we'll be today, some conflict between Jesus and the Pharisees, uh, which is obviously a pretty common thing. And they criticize Jesus and his disciples for allegedly breaking the Sabbath laws by plucking grain on the Sabbath and eating it. Uh, Jesus heals a man with a withered hand again on the Sabbath. Uh, it's almost like he's trying to provoke him, which results in more controversy with the Pharisees. And Jesus is demonstrating his authority and concern for the well-being of others through these different actions. Pharisees, let's see, what do they do? They want Jesus to give them a sign as well, and he speaks about the sign of Jonah. <clears throat> if you know the story, we'll get to read that. We'll be there uh, at some point, but that foreshadows his death and resurrection. Something to think about as we read today, and, and that's the relationship between mercy and compassion and the commands of Scripture and how those things all go together. Because, you know, if you... If you just have love, you lose the commands. If you just have the commands, you lose the love. And, and they're both important and they both matter. So we might think about as we read today, the, the relationship between those things. We kind of see that that struggle between those and Jesus' interaction with the Pharisees today in Matthew chapter 12. But we're going to start in the Old Testament with Genesis 33. We'll read through uh, chapter 35. Pretty good chunk of reading today. And then over to Matthew chapter 12, we'll come back and couple devotional thoughts to settle ourselves in God's word for the day. Genesis chapter 33. 
Then Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming and 400 men with him. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and two female servants. He put the female servants and their children in front, then Leah and her children next, and then Rachel and Joseph last. He went on before them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And they wept. When Esau looked up and saw the women and children, he said, who are those with you? Jacob said, the children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the female servants came near, they and their children, and they bowed down. Leah also with her children came near and bowed themselves. Afterward, Joseph and Rachel came near and they bowed themselves. Esau said, what do you mean by all this company that I met? Jacob answered, these are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob said, no, I pray you, if you have found favor in your sight, then receive my gift from my hand, for I have seen your face, and it is though I have seen the face of God with you having received me favorably. Please take my blessing that has been brought to you because God has dealt graciously with me and because I have plenty. So he urged him and took it. Then Esau said, let us journey on our way and I will go ahead of you. But Jacob said to him, my Lord knows that the children are weak and the flocks and herds with young are with me. If they are driven too hard one day, all the flock will die. Please let my Lord pass over before his servant and I will lead on slowly according to the pace of the livestock that goes before me and the pace the children will be able to endure until I come to my Lord at Seir. So Esau said, let me leave some of the people that are with me with you. But Jacob said, what need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day, making his way back to Seir. But Jacob journeyed to Succoth and built himself a house and made booths for his livestock. Therefore, the name of the place is called Succoth. And Jacob came peacefully to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan. In, this, in his way from Padam Aram, and camped before the city, he brought a parcel of a field where he had pitched his tent from the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for a hundred pieces of silver. He erected an altar there and called it El Eloi Israel. Genesis chapter 34. Now Dinah, the daughter of Leda, who she bore to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. When Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the land, saw her, he took her and lay with her and defiled her. He was very smitten by Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the girl and spoke kindly to her. Shechem spoke to his father Hamor, saying, Get me this girl for my wife. Now Jacob heard that Shechem had violated his daughter Dinah, but his sons were with his livestock in the field, so Jacob held his peace until they came. Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to commune with him. The sons of Jacob came out to the field when they had heard it, and the men were grieved and were very disturbed because Shechem had disgraced Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing that should not be done. Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. I pray that you will give her him to marry. Make marriages with us, and give your daughters to us, and take our daughters for yourselves. May you dwell with us in the land will be before you. Dwell and trade in it and get possessions in it. Shechem said to her fathers and to her brothers, let me find favor in your eyes and whatever you say to me, I will give. You can make the dowry and gift I must bring high. And I will give according to what you say to me. Just give me the girl to marry. 
The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor, his father deceitfully, because he had defiled Dinah, their sister. They said to him, we cannot do this to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised would be a disgrace to us, but we will consent to you in this. If you will become as we are, that is, every one of your males be circumcised, then we will give our daughters to you. And we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you. And we will become one people. But if you listen, not will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and we will leave. Their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. The young man did not delay to do the thing because he wanted Jacob's daughter. Now he was <clears throat> respected, more respected than all the household of his father. So Hamor and Shechem and son came to the gate of their city and they spoke with the men of their city saying, these men are at peace with us. Therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters as our wives and let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men consent to dwell with us and be one people. If every male among us will be circumcised as they are circumcised, will not their livestock and their possessions and every animal of theirs be ours? Only let us agree with them and they will dwell with us. All who went out the gate of the city listened to Hamor and Shechem his son, and every male was circumcised, all who went out the gate of the city. On the third day, they were, and when they were in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and went to the unsuspecting city and killed all the males. They killed Timor and Shechem, his son, with the edge of the sword and took Dinah out of the house of Shechem and departed. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and looted the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks and their herds, their donkeys, and whatever was in the city and the fields. They took captive and looted all their wealth, all their little ones and their wives, even all that was in each house. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you have brought trouble on me by making me revolting among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. Are being few in number, they will gather themselves together against me and slay me, and I will be destroyed, both I and my household. But they said, should he treat our sister like a prostitute? <clears throat> Genesis chapter 35. Then God said to Jacob, arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there. And there make an altar to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, put away the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves and your clothes. Let us arise and go up to Bethel. There I may, will make an altar to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me whenever I've gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their possession and all their earnings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak, which was near Shechem. As they traveled, the terror of God was on the cities that were around them and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Lutz, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. There he built an altar and called the place El Bethel because God had appeared to him there when he fled from his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died and was buried beneath Bethel under the oak. So it was called Alang Bokuth. God appeared to Jacob again when he became out of Padam Aram and blessed him. God said to him, your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be called Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations will come from you, and kings shall come forth from you. The land that I gave Abraham and Isaac I will give to you, 
and to your descendants after you I will give the land. Then God went up from him in the place where he had spoken with him. Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he had spoken with him, a pillar of stone, and he poured out a drink offering on it, and he poured oil on it too. So Jacob called the name of the place where God had spoken with him, Bethel. They journeyed from Bethel, and when they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel went into labor, and she had a difficult labor. When she was in hard labor, the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have this son also. As her son was departing, for she died, she called his name Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. Jacob set a pillar on her grave. It is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Israel journeyed and pitched his tent beyond the Tower of Eder. When Israel lived in that land, Reuben went out and lay with Bilna, his sister's, his father's concubine, and Israel heard about it. Now the sons of Jacob were 12. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and Simeon, and Levi, and Judah, and Iskar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin, and the sons of Bilhah, Rachel's maidservant, were Don and Naphtali. And the sons of Zilpah, Leah's maidservant, were Gad and Asher. These are the sons of Jacob, which were born to him in Padamaram. Jacob came back to Isaac, his father, in memory of Kirith Arba, which is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had sojourned. Now the days of Isaac were 180 years. And Isaac breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people, being old and full of days. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Now over to the New Testament in Matthew chapter 12. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath and his disciples were hungry and began to pluck the heads of grain and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, look, your disciples are doing that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said to them, have you not read what David and those who were with him did when he was hungry, how he entered the house of God and ate the ritual bread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests and the temple profane the Sabbath, but are blameless? I say to you, in this place there is one who is greater than the temple. If you had known what this meant, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would have not condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath." When he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue, and there was a man whose hand had withered. They asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him? He said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Then how much better is a man than a sheep? Therefore it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and it was restored whole like the other then the Pharisees went out and took counsel against him how they might kill him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there. And great crowds followed him, and he healed them all and warned them that they should not make him known to fulfill what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Here is my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will render judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not struggle, nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench until he renders judgment unto victory. And in his name will the Gentiles trust. 
Then one possessed with a demon was brought to him, blind and mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. And the people were amazed and said, Is he not the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This man does not cast out demons except by Ezelbub, the ruler of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. Then how will his kingdom stand? If I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or else how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he finds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Therefore I say to you, all kinds of sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven men. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, neither in this world nor in the world to come. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt, for the tree is not known is known by its fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of his evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word that men speak, they will give an account on the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to you except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up at judgment with this generation and will condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And now one greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and will condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and now one greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through dry places seeking rest, but finds none. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with itself seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So it shall be also with this evil generation. While he was still speaking to the people, right then his mother and his brother stood outside asking to speak with him. Then one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside asking to speak with you. But he answered the man. He told them, who is my mother? who are my brothers? He stretched out his hand towards his disciples and said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father who is in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Well, that is our reading today, Genesis 33 through 35, Matthew chapter 12. Uh, please forgive me my uh, little stumbling over my words here and there as I uh, attempt to pronounce these names and put these sentences together. Um, think back to... What happened with Dinah in Genesis chapter 34? That's quite a, I mean, it's terrible what happens to her and then the way her 
brothers handle it. And then Jacob's afraid because of what's going to happen to him because of what they've done. And uh, you think about the consequences of revenge and why it's important to seek God's guidance in difficult situations. And then overthinking in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 12, we, a lot of, uh, there's controversies between Jesus and the Pharisees. He does some healing. He does some teaching. And I think as we bring all of that together, there's so much in each chapter of the gospels. And as we bring those things together, I think um, we can see an emphasis on the significance of spiritual understanding. And as a thought to leave with you today, how can we make sure our understanding and then in turn, our words align with God's values? Something to think about as we saturate ourselves in God's word today. And once again, thank you for being part of this. And I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on the PC Speaking Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Through the Bible in a Year. If you have found this helpful, please follow the podcast and share it with a friend. It is our hope and prayer that every episode helps enrich your relationship with God and His Word. Even if the drums stop beating,